The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we discuss the what's next coming out of UFC 265 this past Saturday night at a just ruckus filled Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. We have a brand new interim heavyweight champion. We have a bantamweight legend who refuses to lose to father time in any way. And we officially have a new player in the title picture at 170 pounds. I feel like some of these picks will be easy, others not so much, but that is matchmaking for you. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for joining us once again. And let me just throw out this quick disclaimer. I have very little voice. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the whole show. Uh, so if there's certain things that get cut a little bit short, you guys are the best. The, the amount of suggestions that you guys send our way is, it warms my heart. I'm just gonna say that it warms my heart. Uh, but unfortunately, at least on my end, I'm not going to be able to get to all of them. I'm going to get to as many as I can, but I got to be able to save my voice for something. You know what I mean? After ring announcing and yelling and screaming, talking for nine hours yesterday, but uh, no one wants to hear about that. They want to hear from this man, the man who joins me every single week on this program, my fellow warrior, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity. He's your best friend too, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Hello once again on this lovely Sunday morning. My best friend, I hope you and, and the rest of our best friends know this show could literally end at any moment. You could just you could lose you could lose the ability to speak. Uh, if anyone knows, we did a very, very late uh, post fight show yesterday. Anytime we have someone on site live, you know, we need to gather all the troops. We've got a lot of post fight work to do. We don't always get to go on right after. So the show probably ended around well, maybe like 1245, 1 a.m., some of that, which is normal. 
it takes us and it takes us a few hours you know there's a reason when you know when our uh, our lovely listeners and fans and readers and viewers uh when they wake up there's a fresh slate of content waiting for them on a fine crispy sunday morning and uh, sometimes a post fight show uh you know happens a little bit late but guys it's up there we did it live yesterday at like 3 30 4 in the morning it is up there on the YouTubes for you to consume now, and uh, and uh, th- this will be, I guess, available also on Sunday for people to consume at some point. Yes, and the post fight show, if you're in an audio mood only, and just right here on the podcast network as well. Perfect. We just got you covered across the board. They may folks. have already listened to it, Mike. This, this <laughs> could be out of order. This could be. This could be, could be. I hope you guys enjoyed the post fight show. I should say. Yes. You know what, AK? Let's just let's just knock out the most obvious answer, right? Because Cyril Gunn is the real deal. This was one of the most, if not, I mean, I, I don't know if it's number one, but it's definitely in the top three of the most dominant performances in. I know he groaned at the interim title talk, but in UFC history, it's definitely up. This is an all-timer in terms of one-way action. This is all Cyril Gunn. He's fighting Francis Ngannou next for sure. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And I'll tell you, AK, after that performance, I am 1,000% here for that fight. Yeah, Francis Gunn. That's, I mean, that's it. Moving on, man, this is going to be a fast show. This is great. <laughs> I is love it. it. No, uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, the dominance is crazy. I think everyone marveled at the stats of how many, how, just how how badly Derek Lewis was outlanded. And it had never been, uh, I think, in any heavyweight fight in UFC history, no one had ever there had been this kind of deficit, or maybe it's in championship history. Either way, enormous deficit. He outstruck him like nine to one. Um, now you can say, well, uh, you know, we don't see that deficit because normally when someone's getting outstruck that badly, they would have gotten knocked out a lot sooner, which is fair. Which is fair. I, th- I think Gon has that kind of one punch knockout power. Maybe, maybe not that tier A heavyweight knockout power, but like a solid tier B. And he's just going to frustrate a lot of guys uh, going forward in the future with, uh, with picking them apart. And then again either finishing or just winning these lopsided 50-45, 49-46 decisions. So Saturday it looked like he was probably headed to a 50-45 if he didn't finish in the fight, which he did. Um, yeah, and, and he's such an interesting stylistic matchup with uh, Francis Ngannou. There's this history of them being training partners. It's uh, If the UFC can get to can get the card to Paris, how amazing would that be? Uh, of course, Ngannou's from there, and Ngannou lived there, and, and is very much a, a Frenchman. Uh, as well as Cameroonian, so there's all the makings of a, of a great, great, great matchup. Hopefully, we see that one made uh, sometime soon. If we never get, if that Ngannou Jones um, fight is on indefinite hiatus, Ngannou gone is not a bad consolation prize. Perfect hashtag too. N hashtag N gone. Ooh. Mm. I mean, it's just right. right there. We can work on that. Sure. There, there's can, yeah. <laughs> there's a foundation. There's a foundation for a fun hashtag somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, now here's where things get interesting, AK. Derek Lewis, because that was a tough loss for him. He has to take a pretty big step back from the title picture for right now. And I wish Alistair Overeem was still around because this would be Ugh. the easiest pick of all time. But you can just go a million different directions yeah. with this. Can you not? Like, yeah. What do you think is next for Derek Lewis after Saturday night? Gosh, why'd you bring up the Overeem matchup? We were calling for that for so long. I, I don't I, I don't know which episodes, but at least I think at least three different episodes we called for uh, after Overeem's fights, after Derek Lewis's fights. It just made a lot of sense. It was is ah oh, now now you made me sad that it's not going to happen <laughs> anytime soon, and very likely never going to happen in the in the UFC. It would have to happen somewhere else, I think, if if it were to happen. Uh, uh, Stipe Miocic, Stipe, I, I think it's a good. Ma- it, this is a, what I would do if I could just make. 
excuse me, if I could make the fight happen. I don't think Stipe has any interest in this fight. I think he only wants a title fight. Um, again, this would not be a, they're not going to create another interim title. So I don't know how much of a boost Stipe was getting from being champion, but it was probably considerable. So I think if you're Stipe, you're just waiting to see how the Gone Jones, uh, Francis Ngannou trifecta kind of shakes out, and you want one of those guys. The, the only fight he would probably get, a non-title fight, I should say, he would get a massive payday for is if they matched him up with Jones. I think they'd be able to work something out to essentially treat that like a title fight, and uh, and everyone would be rewarded handsomely. But a fight with Lewis, I I know I know he's not gonna take it. This is just if I if I had a hundred percent matching power. Just two two really exciting, fun veterans. They've never they've never uh, they've never fought before, uh, right? I'm not I'm not crazy, right? It's, yeah, it's very fun. early. It's very early. It's one of those fights where I keep thinking they have. I, I feel like I've written so many articles where I'm listing like steep base wins, and I'm like Derek Lewis, and I'm like, oh no, he's not. And I just I had to like backspace <laughs> it. It just it just didn't happen. Um, so yeah, so for everyone else who's suffering from that same like issue as I am, like didn't they fight? Let's just make it happen so it's a reality and we don't have this confusion anymore. I'll tell you, AK, if I'm Stipe Miocic. I'm jumping to the highest mountain and I'm shouting Derek Lewis's name oh. as loud as possible. Like, everything you said is 100% true. But I believe for Stipe to actually be in this mix as Dana White says he is, especially with seemingly everyone on the same page that John Jones is coming back in 2022, Dana White keeps saying 2022. There's some. There's got to be irons in the fire if he keeps saying 2022. Like there's been conversations that have been had. Had there not, he would have said, "John Jones wants a fight. He'll call me." 2022, 2022. Stipe needs to take a fight, and Derek Lewis would be a name that would put him over the hump. At least, at least getting the best graces, the best of graces that he can be in with Dana and the brass, and he would be heavily favored to win that fight. On top of it. So that's what I would do if I was Stipe. And if I was Derek Lewis, I'd probably call for that fight too. But that's not the pick I'm going with. And I tease this wow. <laughs> on the post-fight show. We're going on a journey already? Yes. <laughs> this is strange. It's way out of left field. But I'm telling you, I think this is the fight that probably makes the most sense. Why not just do the damn Greg Hardy fight, AK? There's beef there. Lewis will probably knock him stiff in the first two minutes, gives him the hero rub again. It settles a rivalry before Hardy finally moves on from the UFC and moves on to other things of athletic nature. I think there's something there. I think you could build that fight up. And I, I know people won't want to see Greg Hardy in a main event, but throw Derek Lewis and Greg Hardy in a main event. People will watch. People will watch that fight, and Derek Lewis would probably beat the brakes off of him. So why not? Just do it. Send Greg Hardy out with a bad L and give Derek Lewis that hero rub that he so wanted in front of his home crowd in Houston. Hashtag no. I'm just, I'm just, no, again, see, I, 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 look, I, people know I can't stand Greg Hardy. If it were to me, he wouldn't even get another fight in the UFC. But it, they, I've seen no indication that he is going to get cut. It does sound like he's probably getting one more chance. You could do a lot worse than the, than the Derek Lewis matchup. Derek Lewis would cert, would very, very much like to have that fight. Uh, and again, un, unlike the Stipe fight, unlike a lot of the fights Derek Lewis is in, actually, now that I think about it, Derek Lewis would be favored because he was definitely the underdog against Gone. He was heavy underdog against Gone. He was the underdog against Blades. Uh, pretty sure he was favored against Olenek and Latifi. Not sure about uh, Ivanov. And then uh, Cormier was definitely an underdog. I'm pretty sure Junior. He's So... Derek Lewis, 
is an underdog against most people. Against Hardy, he'd probably be like a four to one favorite. Uh, so, and that's that's the odds he has not seen in a long, long time. I think probably maybe since before the UFC. I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't seen four to one odds in his favor. So, Mike, I don't love it. In fact, I hate it. But you're my best friend, and your logic is sound, and I could see the UFC doing it. Yes, I, I just I don't know what else is there. It's Steve A or bust. Like, who, who are you gonna fight? Alexander Romanov? No, nobody wants to see that. Uh, let's put Derek over. Let's give him a fight that people be emotionally invested in for good or for bad and that's what we do the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, AK, Jose Aldo just continues to get better with no signs of slowing down. He put on a masterclass against Pedro Munoz, which is something that is not easy to do at all. A sensational performance. Bantamweight is just so, so good, and there's options for him. And this was, to me, probably the next one, too. This, this was may have been the toughest one for me because you have to weigh out what we want to see happen against what reasonably could happen. And I would love to see the fight that Jose Aldo called for. Called for T.G. Dillashaw, wants it in December. I don't think it happens. I'd love to see Aldo versus Sanhagen or Aldo versus Font or Font versus Sanhagen. One of these guys is gonna be the odd man out. If, if you, sort of that triple threat notion. If I'm Dominic Cruz, I mean, do, do I wanna fight this guy? Sitting cage side and watching what he did after that performance? I don't know, man. So, I, I actually haven't made a decision yet. You know what? I, I, I'm going with check the tapes. I'm trying to get a point. I think they'll do Aldo versus Cruz because I would guess that Font and Sanhagen will be ready to go sooner than Aldo. Maybe we see them fight in November. Maybe Aldo gets the winner or loser of that fight if he wants to wait even longer. Because I think Dillashaw is going to get the, the the winner of Sterling versus John. No matter what happens, I think I think Dillashaw is going to get that fight. So I think he's off the table. But if he can't get Sandhagen or Jan, which I don't think he will be able to, because I don't know if the timelines are going to line up properly for him. I think Cruz is probably the most realistic option because he has name value. He is considered in a lot of people's eyes the greatest bantamweight of all time, former champion, and it would just be a nostalgic, fun legends fight. And I feel like if you don't do it now, you're not going to ever get it. You know what I mean? What do you think? I really want Aldo and Cruz. Uh, I, I I still haven't given up on Dillashaw uh, versus Font, so so that's uh, that's sort of why I didn't pick him for Aldo. I really want Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. Uh, I don't think Dominic Cruz. Sh- I mean, everyone should be afraid of fighting Jose Aldo. He's friggin' Jose Aldo. 
But I think the fact that he saw him up close, I would think the competitor in Cruz would would make him more inclined. I saw a lot of comments on uh, social media yesterday, like, it's kind of saying, you know what, I want to see Aldo Cruz before this, but now I think Aldo would destroy Cruz. I think that's so. I I, I really want to see it, not Cruz get destroyed. I want to see how they would solve, how they would try and solve each other. I still think Cruz is one of the toughest outs ever at 135. Not, I don't even mean just winning, just like finding a way to, to, to look good against him. You know, he invent, he, he revolutionized this whole style, this fighting style of his. So I'm all in. I, not, nothing I saw. It made, it made me. I think, I think there was a time when I thought uh, Cruz would have had the, the, the betting edge. Now I think obviously it'd be Aldo after that performance. Um, but either way, I, I still think it's kind of a pick em fight. I'm not counting Dominic Cruz out of that fight at all. I still want to see it. Uh, like you said, Dillashaw either gets the title shot. But for me, I want to see him fight Font. Uh, I know there's the Font Sanhagen, uh, of course, idea as well. But I think Font, I, I want Font to get that Dillashaw fight. I want it for him. And then I would like Aldo to fight uh, to fight Dominic Cruz. We, we got to get some sort of Aldo Cruz or Dillashaw Faber or, or uh, Aldo... I'm uh, sorry, Cruz, Edgar. What? There's all these legends at 135. Somehow we haven't been able to make one of these cool legends fights happen at bantamweight. One of them has to materialize, right? At some point. It does. And if they can't make Aldo Cruz, they got to do Cruz, Edgar. Like, en- enough we is enough. We keep saying that. We keep saying that. I know. They get. I mean, we thought, we've been talking about this since either guy moved to 135, but here do we are still it? talking about it. Do they have to do it? Because they're not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, they they don't care what we think or or what the fans think. They they don't you know they don't make the fight the fans want to see. You know, Jose Young's credit to him. Now we move ahead to another interesting name coming out of this card in terms of matchmaking and just overall placement in a very loaded division. Vicente Luque goes out there against Michael Chiesa, and Chiesa is looking sharp on the feet. Nobody really saw that coming. Lands some good combinations. Luque lands the big right hand. Chiesa sort of slipped, but then Luque hit him again. Stung him a little bit. Chiesa times a beautiful takedown. And Chiesa is a tough guy to get off of you. Luque somehow gives him his back. He has Luque in bad trouble in a rear naked choke. He is cranking. He looks like he's done. He's hand to hand. It looks ugly. Luque stays patient, turns it around. He slaps on a Darce. Kiesa has no choice but to frustratingly tap. And Luque gets a huge win. What a finish for him. The guy has gone in the casual eye as a, you know, a fun top 10 guy with violent intentions to now a top five guy come Tuesday knocking on the door of a title fight. In fact, you can make the argument he could fight for the belt right now. He's not going to, but you could make that argument and no one's going to say you're wrong. So... AK, just looking at this divisional landscape, there's not a ton of options currently in front of him. There's one, but he also has a teammate and friend vying for that fight as well. What do we do with Vicente Luque after the biggest win of his career? I said this on the post-fight show, Mike. Shoot for the shoot for the moon, land among the stars. Shoot for the Jorge Masvidal uh, and land among the the Nate Diaz. Or say sorry, shoot for the, I messed it up. <laughs> it's okay. Shoot for the uh, Kamaru Usman land on the uh, Nate Diaz. I think I think Jorge Masvidal will also be a great fight. I just think Nate Diaz is a little more realistic. It's a fight Luque has called for before. I'm glad he pivoted on Saturday and went for Usman instead. I do think that is the more uh, more savory matchup for Vicente Luque. Uh, uh, but I but obviously Nate Diaz is still an enormous name. 
if he were if he wanted to sign up for what would be an all action fight against someone he would have to respect you know Nate Diaz is always dissing people for uh, not being real fighters not being real finishers nobody at 170 finishes fights more than Vicente Luque I think 12 out of his 13 UFC appearances are finished maybe 13 out of 14 now uh, I have to do a count again but either way all but one all but one of his uh, wins have come by way of, of finish. So, uh, I, I, Nate Diaz, just make it happen. I think uh, it could be a great pay-per-view, five-round pay-per-view co-main event, or even if there's a strong main car, you put him on a fight with two title fights, throw, that, throw another five, uh, Nate Diaz five-round on there, excellent. Otherwise, great ESPN headliner. Uh, I, there's just a lot of ways you can go with it. I think Luke has earned it. If he's not going to get that title shot, he does deserve a big name. And uh, who could complain about Luke and Nate Diaz? Yeah, I mean, look, Leon's there. That would make sense if they made it. Burns, I think, makes more sense for Leon right now. Like, if Leon wants to get that title shot, you got to get through Gilbert Burns. Uh, I mean, you could do the Wonder Boy rematch. You could try to avenge that loss against someone ranked in front of you because Wonder Boy is ranked number four right now in the UFC rankings, not the real rankings. But, I, I mean, honestly, I think the best thing he can do is hope he can land either the Mazadal or Diaz fight. And the one thing that I think holds him back is if the UFC decides to run it back between Mazadal and Diaz. That would be the one hurdle. Yeah. But I think that win, I think that that victory makes Nate much more interested in that fight. I think he sees a, a, an interesting puzzle to try to solve. I think he sees a really fun challenge. So if I'm throwing a dart in this weird division right now, it's it's Nate. I, I, think, I think he's got a really good shot again in that fight. So we're on the same page, mm-hmm. my best friend. Yep. UFC, just do it. Just do it. Send the offer to Nate. Don't even think about it. I mean, whatever, whatever it costs you to make it happen, Nate Diaz is still worth it at this point. And and Vicente Luque is a guy who is never going to sell himself. So you have to help him. You need, you need to throw him in a matchup with a guy like a Nate Diaz to build his profile. So this is the only way to do it is by beating guys with a bigger name than him. Uh, so it, it it works out for everyone. And it's not going to hurt Nate Diaz if he loses. He's Nate Diaz. Tisha Torres looked phenomenal on Saturday. Okay, she defeats Angela Hill. Fun fight, great performance from Tisha. She's throwing hands. That rivalry officially gets put to bed. And after losing four in a row to some of the big names in this division, people had just given up on Tisha Torres. She was in in gatekeeper status, and you know I, I don't know if she's completely gone past that. But gatekeeper isn't always a bad thing. Like Tisha is the litmus test for all the up-and-coming fighters at 115 pounds and normally we see like if you are a legit title contender you have to prove it by beating Tisha Torres and if you're if you're not or not just you're not quite there just yet Tisha's gonna beat you she's gonna pick she's gonna piece you up and that's what she did on Saturday and now she's won three fights in a row in the best women's division in the sport of mixed martial arts so AK I'm interested to see where you're going with this so I'll start with you it's time clearly to give her a step back up in competition to see how she does. She's beaten prospects. Now she beat a vet. What do we do with the tiny tornado? Tiny tornado now. I had a little bit of trouble with this one at first, but then I realized, how has this fight not happened before? Her and Claudia Cla- Claudia Gadelia. I mean, it's right there. It's right. Two two fighters who've been around forever have uh, have fought everyone again in their division. Somehow not fight each other. Great stylistic matchup. Claudia is a is a is a powerful striker with uh, with really obviously elite grappling. Uh, Tisha has rarely uh, let anyone with strong grappling like control her. She's just so fast, so speedy, such a great athlete. So I like how she matches up with with, with Claudia. And Claudia, I, I have ranked higher than uh, than Tisha, so this would be sort of something to to inch inch Tisha up the top ten. So. 
Uh, yeah, uh, again, this is from the from the How's This Not Happened Before department, and I think, again, this would be a great main card fight somewhere. This could be on a pay-per-view, uh, maybe, or a pre- ESPN preliminary headliner, if you, uh, you know, however you want to schedule those things. So, I, I like Torres and Gedalia. I think it, it needs to happen at some point. Yeah, shouts to Fall River Mass Born and Bred Tisha Torres. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, how could it be anything else? Like, for, for a while now, between you, myself, and all the listening suggestions uh, suggestors out there we've been trying to fill a spot for several months now who should fight Claudia Gedalia we have our answer these two have never fought each other not only that they've never even been booked against each other this is somehow, not even a, I, somehow I it's swear, crazy I, yeah uh, I, I uh, yeah I was looking back at my notes and I had I had uh, Gedalia as like my second choice for so many people but this is my first time this is my first time using Gedalia as an official ought no pick and I feel very very good about it Mike I think I'm with you on that. And according to the real rankings that matter, Tisha Torres is number 10, Claudia Gedalia number 8. There, there you go. go. Problem solved. Gedalia's going to fight. Torres got to fight inside the top 10. She gets what she wants, inches closer to that title shot that she hopes to get someday. And onwards and upwards for the tiny tornado. As we move ahead to Song Yidong, who gets back on track, defeats Casey Kenny via split decision. Let me just, let me just say this, AK, because I saw... For some reason, and I looked at MMA decisions, because I, I, I will admit I did not watch this fight. This is the one fight I did not watch. Uh, I heard it was it was close. I heard it was good. Uh, I've seen everything from 30-27 Yadong to 29-28 Casey. Uh, MMA decisions, I think only two media members scored it for Casey. Everybody else scored it for Song Yadong. Was this correct? Was it, would, you probably watched it yeah. pretty in-depthly. Song Yudong win this fight, clearly? Yeah, yeah. I, I had a definitely a pretty clear 29-28 uh, Song Yudong. It's a, it was a little bit frustrating if you're someone who's um, who kind of sees Casey Kenny as, as a, you know, a, a, a top 10 guy, as a, as a, a top potential top 5 guy with sort of with his skill set. Because, uh, yes, Song is, is a good grappler, but he hasn't really had to show it in the UFC. So I would have loved to have seen... Uh, Casey Kenny test that more. I don't know if there's something that Casey Kenny's team saw. Again, like I said, uh, uh, Song has the reputation of a good grappler. Just so maybe they they, they know more than the more more than we do. But I thought Casey Kenny would have had the advantage in the wrestling and in the submission game. I really would have wanted to see him change pace, uh, change levels a little bit, change up his strategy. But he was very content to just strike it out with him. And on the feet, while he's an improving striker, he doesn't have the power. Of Song Yudong, and this was very apparent in a lot of the exchanges. So, uh, it was a puzzling strategy. Again, this is very, uh, su- you know, Sunday morning corner man, um, as it were. And uh, and I'm sure I'm sure Kenny and his team know better than we do. But as a, as sort of an observer, someone from the outside looking in, it was a little a little befuddling. Because um, uh, I, I I say this having as someone who had picked Kenny to win. So uh, maybe I'm just overlooking Song too much. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, there, maybe there is no no scenario where where Kenny beats Song, but. Um, Two two straight split decision losses now for Kenny. So something he's such a he's he's such a great talent. Obviously, something has to be tweaked, you know, to get him over that over that hump. Yeah. Now I didn't watch this fight, but just judging by what I've read and what you just said, there's two things that really stuck out to me when it comes to Casey Kenny. One, mm-hmm. he's got to get his weight cut on track because okay. there's been like three or four straight fights where he comes to the scale, he looks awful. He looks bad, and I ask him about it every time I interview him about the weight cut. He said it's not a problem, but he doesn't look good when he gets up there. I don't know, like, if he's just not cutting soon enough, if he's not utilizing the UFC PI. He doesn't look that healthy stepping on the scale for a bantamweight fight. And this guy used to make 125 
which is insane. Ask, you, do you think there's no chance? He, what the hell is he now? Like 30, right? He's like 30? He's around there, yeah. I would say late 20s, maybe 30. There's no – is there no chance he can if – he, if he like got a really strict diet and everything was right? Do you think he could go back down to 125? He was giving up uh, – he was giving up something to Song. To song. Okay, Size-wise, he was definitely giving up something. Yeah, I think I, I think his his days at twenty five are over. He sort of mm. said it. He hated that cut and huh. getting to one thirty five doesn't seem to be much fun either. And the other thing I, I, I sort of thought of is that Casey Kenny and his team just tried to be a little too cutesy wootsy with this whole maybe. thing. Maybe yeah. because Kyler Phillips used a lot of wrestling when he beat Song Yudong. Right. So maybe like Song was like, oh, I got to work on my wrestling the entire time because if Kyler Phillips tried to take me down, Casey Kenny sure as hell is going to try to take me down and. Maybe John Crouch and the crew over there is like, you know what, dude? Don't even try to take him down. Just try and beat him up on the feet. And, and, and you, maybe Song was ready for that. Who knows? But you know what's crazy is is uh, uh, Casey got a takedown in the last like 15 seconds of the fight, and he yeah. got it so easily. Like, he got it so. E- now again, this could be because the fight was already over. Song's kind of relaxed. I think it may have been known that he had the fight in hand. So. You know, no point in, in exerting too much effort to stop a takedown. It could have been that earlier in the fight, that takedown wouldn't have been there. But it looked very easy. Uh, 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 Song did stuff. I will say, I think he did stuff one takedown during the actual like the meat of the fight. But again, hindsight twenty twenty. Who knows if Kenny could have done something differently and, and won the fight? But uh, yeah. again, two straight losses now. And I think Casey needs to sort of get off the bonus train a little bit. I mean, you you listened to the interview that that I did with him and. The way he viewed this fight is, I'm either getting a, a knockout in seventy-five thousand, I mean, or fifty thousand, as it were, or this is gonna be fight of the night. Like that, those are his two options. So he's going in there to sling, and you know, sometimes you just gotta worry about that second paycheck. And who knows? Maybe Casey Kenny is just rolling in the sponsorship dough, and we don't maybe. know it. You know, um, Kenny, submit, submissions get fight performance bonuses too. That's <laughs> so right. I'm just saying. I'm just I mean, don't don't tell that to Johnny Munoz who didn't get a bonus last night. Like every other finisher got Luke a bonus Gabe, last Benet, night. Come on, look at <laughs> both got submissions and got bonuses. So I'm just saying again, I'm not Kenny's. I'm not Kenny. I'm not his team. But um, don't please don't go away from your strengths. Like we've seen so many young fighters do. Don't forget your strengths. Who knew we would spend the most amount of time on this fight? But here we are. We didn't get to talk about it really on the post yes. show. But here's the thing about Song Yudong. He's only 23. He's going to yes. be 24 in December. There's so much room to grow and improve. It is absolutely insane. Unfortunately for one Song Yidong, the road does not get any easier for him. And to me, this is a, a good bounce back win for him. But I need to see more. I still mm-hmm. need to see more. Yes. I'm going to go with Hyoni Barcelos, AK. Oh. A lot of people, myself included, I don't consider Hyoni Barcelos' last outing a loss. It should have been a draw, at worst, against Timor Valiev. Because there was a 10-8 round that the judges just didn't give him a 10-8 round for. And it's asinine that this keeps happening. Um, I think Timor is very good. He has a very bright future. And because he got that win, he's a little higher up in the pecking order, in my opinion. If they want to do the Timor fight, I'm fine with that. But, yeah, I'm going with, with Song Yudong versus Hyoni Barcells. That is a damn good fight. Man, Kyler, Kyler Phillips also didn't get that 10-8 against uh, Paiva. They really... Uh, it's insane. Is there something about bantamweights? Can bantamweights not get 10-8s? I'm confused. Are they are they underestimating how much damage these guys are doing to each other in some of these rounds? That's crazy. Uh, or, or are they too tough that they're that, that, that these, some of these guys are so tough that it looks like, oh, they're still in it. That's not a 10-8, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I went a little bit higher. But the song is so difficult to match me for. As you mentioned, 23 years old. 
six one and one in the UFC. So just looks at the wins and losses. That is the record of a top fifteen guy. I have him just outside of it. Um, he's coming three fights, which I don't think this fight was particularly controversial, but it was a split, so it's on paper was close. Uh, a loss to Kyler Phillips. Sorry, I say four straight fights. A loss to Kyler Phillips, very definitive. Very close, controversial win over Marlon Vera. Many people thought it was a robbery. I didn't agree, but very strong contingent of people thought that it was. And then a majority draw with Cody Stamen, which he could have lost. He had a uh, point deducted in it. I think the draw made sense. I'd have to go back and watch it. But uh, obviously, Cody Stamen uh, would argue differently. So that's four straight fights where he hasn't quite hasn't quite put that exclamation point on. And again, I think the Kenny fight is the most convincing of the four performances, but still went to a split. So um, aside from judging incompetence, like you said, you need to see a little bit more. So I didn't know. I have him. I have him like right outside the top fifteen. I have a lot of experienced veterans behind him. I have some. And I don't think, and there's a lot of guys in the top, like 12, 13, who I think would like kill him at this point in his career. But I landed on, I think, the perfect name. I'm going to go Jimmy Rivera, you know, El Terror, because uh, Jimmy is a good fighter, a veteran. He's in my top 12. He's someone I think Song would have a chance to beat, but also someone that if he lost to, I don't think it would be super discouraging. I think he could learn a lot from a fight with Jimmy Rivera, win or lose. So. I am going to try and uh, bump Song up here in the rankings a bit, and I'm going to give him uh, Jimmy Rivera. I, I, I thought about that one myself, but I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still in on the Cheeto Vera Jimmy Rivera fight to, to be oh, made. Right. Like, I, I just couldn't yes. I couldn't get past it. But um, now it's time for the wild card round, where we're going to select one fighter that competed at UFC 265 that we have not match made for yet, and we're going to do it right now. So AK, lead us off. Be our Kenny Lofton. Who is your wildcard pick for UFC 265? Uh, well, first of all, now you made me forget that I had also wanted Vera to fire Vera. Well, you know what? I, I am now lost. That is no longer my... <laughs> it's no, locked no, in. I, it's locked... Well, no. So, song Rivera is now locked in. I, 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 I have lost the rights to my ought no point if uh, Rivera, <laughs> Chito Vera gets made. I will... I, it is now on the record. I cannot score a point for that. Okay. I, I, I have now moved on. Okay. Uh, Miles Johns. Miles Johns, my wildcard pick. This guy... Gosh, where is he? Like, I'm just trying to look at my personal rankings here. So he's very low, obviously, just because there's so many good bands. He's barely scraping my top 50. But Miles Johns absolutely is the talent of a top 30 bantamweight. Uh, top, uh, he's, this guy is so good. Uh, I was really excited for the Anderson Dos Santos fight. I thought it would be a little more competitive. I did think Johns was going to win. But what a performance by this guy. Again, this division is so ridiculous. Honestly, you could, again, you could throw them in there with someone in the top 30, top 20, and I wouldn't be like, oh, Miles Johnson got blown out. I'd be like, I'd be like, whoever he got matched up with uh, is probably really not, is really not going to want to take this fight. So, uh, but I'll, I went, a li- I went moderate with my pick here. I'm going to go with um, the Brian Kelleher Domingo Pilarte winner. August 21st. I really would like to see him fight Kelleher. That's really my preference. So, um, uh, you know, I really had Kelleher in mind with this one. But uh, uh, Polarte would make a lot of sense, too. Especially if he beats uh, Brian Kelleher. That, that would tell us a lot about him as a prospect as well. So, Miles Johns is ready, honestly, ready to climb up the rankings. He's two fights away, probably, from a top 20 opponent. And uh, I think Brian Kelleher, should he win, would just be a super fun matchup. Um, I hate to do it to, I hate to do it to our boy, you know, our boy, friend of the show, uh, Brian Kelleher. Um, but I think he'd love to fight Miles Johns as well, and, and we'd get a, a fun result either way and, and someone someone moving up the charts. AK, I think one of the things that sticks out about this show is that people feel that you and I just... We, we, we know where each other is going with different things. Like, we know 
where our wildcard picks are going to start. We know where they're going to go, and we know who like each of us might go with and who we might not go with. And boy, I read this one wrong. I thought you were jumping right on the Fazeev train because I'm also going with Miles Johns, AK. No, I'm also going with Miles Johns. What happened? We gotta we gotta plan these things out, Mike. I know. I didn't think. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I, I was like I was like you're gonna pick Fazeev. I'll dig deeper. I, Here I we are. But I, listen, I'll just say Fazeev versus anybody. Sign me up. Uh, it's it's. I mean, there's really no like perfect matchup for Fazeev. So you can just throw him in there with anybody, and people are gonna watch. But um, I'm going with John. Second straight brutal knockout win. This is a guy that I've 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 been hearing about and been paying attention to since he turned pro. Uh, he's so good. His wrestling is unbelievable. And we don't even really get to see it that much because he just is so powerful at the striking. He's only going to get better. The The relationship he has with Safe Sayud and everyone over at Fortis MMA, like he just believes in everything around him. Um, and I will say I called that, that finish perfect, by the way. Third round, nailed it. Um, he's only 27? It's insane, I man. Was, I thought he was 30 for some reason. Not no. that 30's old, but I thought he had like a few more years on him. 27. He's not even near oh. his athletic prime yet. He's still like oh. two or three years away from it. It's crazy. Holy crap. <laughs> if anyone didn't watch that, it was like the second fight of the night. For some reason, you guys didn't see that prelim. Watch that fight. You guys would be like, holy crap, this guy's going to contend someday. He's yeah, so he's really good. And he looked phenomenal on the contender series, too. Um, against Richie Santiago. Just I mean, if Santiago wasn't just that New England zombie guy, he would have put he would have put him away. But my first initial thought was I want to see the rematch with Adrian Yanez. But I think I think Adrian is just a little bit too far ahead of him at this point. But this matchup just popped in my head, and maybe maybe it's too high. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm shooting a little bit too high here. But uh, I just couldn't shake the feeling, AK, and I still couldn't shake it after two hours of sleep. Miles Johns versus Davy Grant scratches all my itches. That's that's Ooh, so good. Fire. That's so fire. good. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, I, was I do like the, I do like Johns. Yeah. For anyone who, who who's wondering, that was I believe that was Johns' last fight before the was that no it wasn't both their last fights before the UFC was it? LFA mm-hmm. LFA title fight right? Yanez uh, fought again I believe, and then he was on the Contender series. Yeah, and then John's contender series right after that. That's why. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, because John isn't going the contender series to the following year. And John's won by split. Split decision. LFA, yeah. This is LFA show. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah, that'd fight. be a great. We'd love. Uh, it'd be amazing to see how far the guys have come since then. And oh, that'd be such a sick fight. But um, Miles Johns is really no 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 bad matchup for him at, at one thirty five right now. That was that was awesome. <laughs> Do we have a uh, check the tapes or anything? Plenty, plenty. Yeah, Most mostly mostly consensus, but. I'll go first. Special shout out to at Noah Preskel uh, on Twitter, uh, who uh, he called Garbrandt versus Kai Kara France. I think a lot of us were uh, had matchups for Garbrandt at flyweight, but he specifically said Kai Kara France. I can't remember if anyone else called for it, but uh, and Noah Preskel, you, that is you are getting your flowers right now. That is supposed to be happening on December 11th. Uh, listeners, a lot of people, of course. Uh, good job, guys. Nailing Costa versus Vittori, October 23rd. Uh, Makachev versus Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, UFC 267, October 30th. Mike, you were very insistent on this matchup last week, as was uh, as were listener uh, email listener Robert Miller and t- Twitter listener Thomas Collins for Sean Strickland versus Luke Rockhold, UFC 268, November 6th. I was never against it. I always thought it was a cool idea. Uh, I thought there was other ways to go with Strickland, but uh, it just made way, way, way too much sense. 
for him to be the guy to welcome uh, Rockhold back to competition. So, uh, yeah, good job, good job checking the tapes, everyone. If I missed one, please, guys, let me know. You know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll always give you credit another time. But overall, everyone, pretty on point, pretty on point. How did none of us predict Fedor and Tim Johnson? Come on, guy. <laughs> Come on! I was looking back. I'm like, surely someone must have predicted this matchup. Not a one, guys. Not a one. We're we're, we're asleep at the wheel here. Come on. Uh, that reminds me, if you have not listened to Between the Links yet, because it's the only way you can actually check out the show this week, it was not on video. Uh, go back and check that out. The final question of Between the Links was: Both AK and Spencer had to talk to me like I was Scott Coker and sort of react to Fedor versus Tim Johnson and like what you would want to say to me in reaction to it. And there's two differing opinions on this. Uh, and we're asking you guys to decide who wins the game. So go ahead and listen to both arguments. They're both very compelling. They both made sense. And let us know who you think. Just DM me like you do for this. But uh, a lot of suggestions, a lot of DMs. I'm so not many. going through all of these. I'm probably okay, only going to yeah. go through a very small percentage of these just Same. to save my voice. Um, I'm going to go from like three or four from the right column, three or four from the left sure. column, and just go. Uh, standard disclaimer, Mike. Standard yes, disclaimer. Go ahead. Guys, we're going to try and emphasize winners, uh, though this week it's probably a little all, all over the place. Uh, the fighter could already book. Guys, I do, I specifically did not mention matchups. This happened a bunch of times this week. Check your check topology.com, all right? They're the, the best at collecting reports, official bookings, rumors, and see if someone's booked. I don't want to hear it if you put them against someone who already has a fight. Uh, you may have just made a mistake, wrong weight class. The guys have fought already. You probably didn't remember if someone's injured. We don't have to talk about them. And then uh, you pick might just be doo-doo and we don't want to read it. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, like you said, we're gonna. it'll be a little bit shorter this week, listeners. But please, love all your suggestions. Please keep sending them in. If you don't get mentioned this week, you will definitely uh, get mentioned another episode. Yes, and I've just immediately, I've just literally thought of an idea how to make it up to you. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go to that in a moment. Okay. Mike, don't make promises we can't keep. I think we can keep, don't make I think we can keep this keep. one. I think we can keep this okay. one. Okay, all right. This, all this right. is pretty easy. All right, all right. Kyle Smith. Uh, hey, guys, love the show. Fazeev and Green I had for Fight of the Night. What a hell of a back and forth. Love to see Fazeev facing off with Brad Riddell in the near future. I like that fight, too. Uh, for the main card, Yadong versus Kenny fight was real close. like to see Song Yadong go against Cody Stamen. They had a rematch. Controversial draw in that fight. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that one again myself or maybe Ricky Simone. Uh, he's with us. Tisha Torres against Gedalia or maybe Nina Nunez. Vicente Luque, I could see him getting the loser of Covington and Usman. Maybe the Wonderboy rematch. Aldo looked great tonight. Maybe see him up against Rob Font or have a Legends fight against Cruz. Derek Lewis didn't really look like he showed up tonight. Cyril Gon looked pretty decent tonight. I think that's not given. Is I is I yeah I think that's just come see come see come sa come see come sa yeah, as you as you would now. say in uh, his performance come see come sa uh, our man Con Wizzle ninety one Sean great card tonight Francis gone matchup goes without saying so I'll go Aldo versus Font with TJ having the long suspension uh, let's see if there's anything different here Manel Cape versus Sumaderji if we can overlook the weight miss I think that's, I, a, I that's an okay fight. I think that one makes sense because I have Sumaderji ranked behind uh, Manel Cop and uh, Manel Cop should not be. Again, when you miss weight like that, you should not be rewarded with a, a higher fight. Uh, Chris London, he goes, first of all, glad you got a chuckle out of Roe versus Wade last week. Uh, I mean, obviously, Gon versus Ganu. Uh, he's Aldo, triple threat sort of thing. Uh, Luke versus Mazadal. Okay. Uh, or the title. Torres versus Amanda Lemos. I don't mind it. 
I don't mind it. Uh, Waleed's going on the warpath saying what, like everyone's afraid of Amanda Lemos now or something like that. And it's like, I don't think Torres would be afraid of her at all. <laughs> I think Torres would be very happy to take that matchup. I hate that fight for Tisha Torres so much. I think Amanda Lemos could fight a top five contender right now and, and and has a good chance of winning that fight. But oh. I, listen, I, 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 I don't mind the matchup. It makes sense. But right now, you've got to give Tisha a fight with somebody ranked above her. She's earned that right at this point. Like, sink or swim, give it to her. I think Delia fight's perfect. Let her fight Claudia. If she wins, she keeps moving up. If she loses, go fight Lamosh. If, go. if she got booked against Lamosh, it would give you a pretty clear indication of what the matchmakers think of Tisha Torres at this stage of her career. Yeah. Uh, he's, Chris is with you. Yudong versus Rivera. Fazee versus Riddell Hooker or Tiago Moises. Uh, Alonzo Menafield versus Misha Serkinov. There you go. Uh, we'll do one more. Is it Menafield versus Serkinov? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, Keegan Elliott. Uh, once again, hope you enjoyed the fights. Had a great weekend. Think you got to set up Luke versus Edwards as the title eliminator matchup. The rematch, right? A rematch, right? Uh, yes. Edward, Edwards. Edwards beat him. Yeah, it was a long time. It was a long time. Ago. Long time ago. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Michael Chiesa versus Bilal Muhammad. I think that's a fine fight. Yeah, that's a fine fight. And they, and they do they would do such a good job of selling that. I think in, in a cordial way. I think both guys would would, they would get along, but they're both really good. On, uh, well, uh, Bilal's really good on social media. Pretty good in interviews too. And then uh, and Kaza obviously very media seasoned. So I really that'd be an awesome. I think it'd be a great fight night main event. I don't know if it has enough star power for some people. For that, to me, it's like screams, like a, a Apex main event uh, on ESPN. I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah, we'll see how Kiesa sort of bounces back mentally from, from that loss. He took it yeah. pretty hard, and uh, he's, a, he's a competitor deep down. He saw gold in his in his, in his his sights, and now he takes a step back. It's You can't take a step back in this division. It's unfortunate. Uh, he likes Fazeev versus Drew Dober as well, and then he can move on to other things. Uh, where are we at? Robbie Ryan. Uh, let's see if there's anything new here. Well, not it won't be Burns for Luke. Uh, Fizzy versus Saruki. No, that ain't gonna happen. Both managed from the same guy. Uh, Menafield versus Jimmy Crude, AK. Uh, yeah, he is fighting Jamal Hill. So yes. I did see I did see a lot of Menafield versus either either the winner slash loser of that fight. Just just one, which I think makes sense. Yeah, I, either one would be a logical matchup regardless of the, of the outcome. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that's way too high of a step up for him right now. For Menafield? Yeah. I wouldn't put Jamal Hill that far ahead of him. Maybe Jimmy Crude. I think Jamal Hill, even if he won, wouldn't wouldn't be that far ahead of. I mean, he would take Crude's spot, I guess. But I mean, I'll give. Far. I mean, Menafield. Look, Menafield went three good rounds and beat at Herman in every round. So good on him. Um, my my fight prediction did not go according to plan with Ed Herman pulling out a miracle in the third round. But you were waiting for it at any moment. Skullduggery. I sure was. Because a lot of us picked first round knockout. And then once it went to the third round, I'm like, Mike is just waiting for that spinning back fist from Ed Herman to just drop Menafield. And he's waiting. somewhere just ca- cackling right now. Just I'm waiting for Herman to drop the, the kick to the ding ding. Yeah. You had it like ready with the screenshot of your topology picks and just like waiting, just waiting for it. Uh, if he landed a low blow and the ref missed it and then Herman oh, finished the fight, I mean, that's it. I, I would retire from <laughs> making picks at that point. Uh, Mace Bro 21. Uh, he wrote Aldo twice. Maybe he had two ideas. Dillashaw and Sean O'Malley. I don't know if he meant Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. But he put Jose Aldo twice, but we'll, I'll read it Confusing. as it says. Confusing. Uh, Luke versus Leon. Casey Kenny versus Cheeto Vera. 
Uh, Metafield versus Brendan Allen. No, unless Brendan Allen goes to 205, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Manel Cop versus yeah. Pantoja. Fazee versus Diego Ferreira. That is, of course, if Ferreira can beat uh, Grant Dawson. That fight is coming up mm-hmm. soon. No uh, guarantees there. Yeah, that's a crazy no fight. Guarantee. I really no like guarantees that fight. There. And then he likes Kiesa versus Muhammad. Uh, Christian Lee, where are we at here? Fazee versus Riddell. Yudong versus O'Malley. Uh, Torres versus Zhang Wei Li. Torres versus they fought already. They fought, yeah, I, it wasn't, I, wasn't I, close. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know, and it wasn't super long ago. I don't think that would have been. I'm just looking here. That would have been uh, over two years ago. But I don't know. I'm just not seeing a lot of calls for a rematch yet. And then we'll end with our friend Tristan Gordet. See if there's anything new. Uh, he's got a couple of wild cards. Miles Johns versus Adrian Yanez. Time for the rematch. Yanez would probably want to run that one back. Uh, he also likes Johnny Munoz versus John Castaneda. I I think my dream fight of Johnny Munoz, not a dream fight, but I think the fight that the UFC should have booked right away because of the storyline, but Johnny Munoz versus Draco Rodriguez, I think that fight is probably not happening now. I, I just don't know if Draco Rodriguez, uh, I don't know if he gets another shot, honestly, after losing last night, but we'll see. I, think, I could be wrong. I, th- I think he might, but I was surprised he lost to uh, Vincent Morales. He's a good fighter. I just thought that Draco would have been would have been favored there. So, and uh, let me just real quick. I mean, if I didn't say if I didn't, I'm not gonna listen. If I didn't if I didn't say your pick or say your name, just know that we love you. Okay, and it's yes. just it's not your fault. It's it's not you. It's me. Okay, it's not you. It's, it's me. a guy. It's a wacky week. It's been a it's wacky, a wacky week. week. Ak on to you, my friend. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to not read everyone's name this week, but I usually can't avoid it. Uh, let's start with the emails. Joe Young from Australia. He's telling me the how should we now should we pronounce Melbourne? He says go. He says Melbourne is the way to go. Didn't another Australian reader tell me a listener tell me last week or a couple of weeks ago to go with Melbourne? Guys, I'm that's what I was always from, told. Yeah, if I'm guys, if you're from Australia. Uh, please let me know which way you'd like to hear it. I'm pretty sure I just got, I got one vote Melbourne, and I got one vote Melbourne, which is I would imagine how you would say it with a North American accent. But um, again, I don't know which is preferred. But uh, so far I'm hearing. So uh, this week it's Melbourne. This week it's Melbourne. Uh, he just says Aldo versus Font, uh, but he remembers. He said he's sorry. He, he's like me. He picked Font for TJ. That's right, Joe Young. Don't give up on that. So he says he'll go Aldo versus Aljo, assuming. He loses to Jan. Harsh. Harsh. Hashtag Aldo Aljo. I like that joke. I like the idea. But come on, people. Let's not count out Aljamain Sterling just yet. I know a lot of people don't agree with him getting half of the votes in our MMA fighting global rankings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. What if if you're – and I mentioned this to Casey. He didn't think that it, it was like this. But I Uh-oh. could not have disagreed more. Oh, boy. Isn't Jose Aldo like the biggest Aljamain Sterling fan on the planet right now? Like his, the only way he probably gets to a title oh. shot anytime soon is if Aljo just disposes of yes. Jan, right? Correct, correct. We won't see that Jan rematch. We could see it someday, but not anytime soon. They're much more likely that he, he'll yeah, have two wins over if, him. Uh, Aljo, yeah, it's over. But I guess, but in this scenario, I guess they're saying if he loses, Aljo loses, uh, then Aldo would not be his fan and would have to beat him up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he says Luke is tough to match up. Uh, no to making Leon Edwards fight again. It's, a, it's like he predicted what you were going to say this episode. He said, shame on Mike Heck if he makes that fight. Leon Edwards and Vicente Luque. Uh, he's not. surrounded by friends. And, this is very poetic. He's very, he's surrounded by friends and past foes, uh, but we can't have him sitting on the sideline. I know it's not the best, but Luque versus Magni, he beat him already, I think, didn't he? 
did he not fight? Did he not beat up? Oh no, they never that fight. Yeah, they never fought. I'm sorry, I'm saying oh, Keza and Magni. I'm sorry, Keza just fought Magni, not not Luke. So sure, yeah, okay. Uh, or Colby, if slash when he loses to Usman, Colby versus Brazil storyline can be reignited. Uh, he wants Ferguson versus Fazeev if Riddell versus Ferguson doesn't happen. Sure, I saw that from a few people as well. Song versus Rafael Asensio and uh, Torres versus Jan and uh, Metafield versus Zirkanov. Like I said, Metafield, I'll try to avoid repeating that. Metafield versus Zirkanov was by far the most popular uh, matchup I saw for Alonzo Metafield. Casey Carpenter, first timer, says, uh, first they want to say they hope, this is just uh, this is just inaccurate, but the goat of between the links, uh, Jed is feeling better. Uh, yes, everyone, Jed was uh, absent <laughs> from, uh, from BTL. He was a little bit under the weather earlier in the week. Uh, I, I filled in for him on the morning report, but he was back by Friday. And he was back and kicking with some hot tweets and some terrible takes uh, for the weekend. So don't not worry, Chad. It's doing just fine. He's uh, Casey Carpenter says they love all of the MMA fighting podcasts and the site. First time messaging you guys. Thank you, Casey. So welcome. And they had to send an email for last week's show. So uh, they said it's going to sound crazy, but they want to see a 2008 situation here with Gone defending his hell against Jones, Francis versus Stipe three. Uh, uh, by the way, the 2008 situation, I believe they're referring to uh, Antonio Hoge- Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira was interim champion, fight and he fought Frank Mir, and then Brock Lesnar was the undisputed champion. Shane Carwin was also in there. Either way, the, at, the, at some point there was almost like this mini four-person tournament involving both the interim title and the undisputed heavyweight title. I think that's what Casey is talking about here. Yeah. Uh, so they say, I know this won't happen, but I just love the Gone versus Jones fight. Aldo versus Font, for sure. Torres versus Jan, and I think Song versus O'Malley would be good. Uh, both top prospects, so probably won't happen. I agree. I think they're going in different directions. And I dread the trash talk that would come out of uh, the O'Malley camp, should that fight be made. And Cop uh, versus Benavidez would be a banger. Hmm. Hey, if he made weight, I, I wouldn't be okay with that. But he, he didn't uh, make weight, so he can't, he you can't do that. Finger of shame. Finger of shame. Oh, by the way, and, and I say, uh, as much as I don't like the Song O'Malley matchup, uh, that was probably the most popular matchup I saw for Song. Uh, let me take a quick look at my notes here. Yeah, Song O'Malley by far was the one uh, people threw out there. Uh, and Casey also wanted to add, uh, Luke should also potentially be a backup for the uh, Colby Colby Usman uh, fight. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm into that. Poor Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we keep forgetting him? Uh, the Ren. Okay, I'm, I want to read a lot of this. Uh, Torres. This is a rematch with Carla Esparza. Uh, Carla does deserve the title shot. I think we all agree. But uh, that, oh, that, and then uh, the Ren here is saying, that, uh, sorry, this is Ren Odenheimer. Says that that perception could be lo- could be lost if she doesn't remain active. Actually, that's harsh. But, oh, how dare you? Poor Carla Esparza. I'm saying Rand is not wrong, though. Carlos Vargas does not have an evergreen name where they can just say, oh, Carla's on a five-fight win streak. Give her. It, she's very much, unfortunately, in that what-have-you-done-for-me-lately realm of fighters. And she shouldn't be. She should have gotten this title fight, like, one fight ago. But Strawweight, at the top of Strawweight, is a little bit convoluted at times. At the top of Strawweight does not move very quickly, uh, unfortunately. So it's somewhat glacial. No, um, but so. you can't, you, she can't go back and fight Tisha. That's an absolutely insane. But listen, well, I will say this. She should get the title no. shot, 1,000%. I have a feeling that Zhang Weili will get the rematch. Maybe they do it in November. Um, the only other fight that I would be okay with for Carla Esparza, for Carla Esparza is the rematch with Ioanni and Jacek. Anything else, I have no interest in. Yeah. It makes no sense. It feels like it's time for it, too. Uh, and then I got well, last email here from Zachary Leff, who... Uh, 
who wants to see, uh, among some of the other popular picks, Luke versus Thompson 2. I don't know why. I just... It, it just doesn't feel long ago enough. It is a long time ago. 18 months, it looks like. 18 months, five fights ago. I just don't know if anything's different at this point in their careers. And I get it. Then it's like we're saying, well, why should Luke skip over him if he can't beat him? But, I mean, that's the fight game. You know, you don't need to beat everyone ahead of you. Let Luke go up. Like I said, either get his shot at Usman or get some really big, high-profile fight with a Diaz or Masvidal whoever. And if he loses... He can always go back. That, that rematch with Wonderboy is always there in the future, um, as long as Wonderboy stays active. So I, I just don't see the the need for that now. Uh, Song versus uh, Cheeto rematch was also the one that I saw a lot, and I'm, and I agree with that. That that fight is long ago enough and was controversial enough that you can run it back. Also entertaining. Um, Menafield versus Marcin Prakniao, uh, and Zachary also just wants to say, Cyril Gan for Fighter of the Year so far, three and zero, and of him and Francis fight for the end of the year, possibly going for. I mean, if he beats Francis, he's clearly the fighter of the year. I mean, that is, it's it's not even close. Um, if he fights someone else or doesn't fight again before the end of the year, he'll probably be, he'll be in the top five for sure, right, Mike? Yeah, I would say so. If Usman goes out, if Usman finishes Covington, there's, I'm sorry, Ciro Gan, you yeah. had a great year, but you're not the fighter of the year. You're not. But if, but if, if, if Gan beat Nganu, he would if, if that and the Usman thing happened, I think Gon would jump over him, right? You think so? It'd be a clo- it'd be it'd be a much closer conversation. I just Usman three title defenses, three knockouts. I mean, it's this it, not he might Usman might be the breakout fighter of the year and and the fighter of the year. Oh right, that that whole that whole discussion, and, and same with Gon. I don't know if people would consider Gon a breakout. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider Ghana a breakout, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who he was not on their radar. God, and the and really even the junior fight was late 2020, right? So it's like I'm sure people are thinking of that as part of 2021. It's not. I mean, it shouldn't be. But uh, I think the Rosen strike. Fight. Weird... I think the Rosen strike fight kind of hurts him. I think it hurts it him. It hurt him, but run. it was his first main event though. Like, I, I think know, both, right? As far as like his relevance in the division like I think people really woke up to it this year the breakout fight is, is always controversial because our criteria is different and I don't know it's gonna, he's in it's the mix he's in the mix for sure he's in the mix thank, thank you Dana he's in the mix he's in the mix <laughs> uh, very non-committal uh, let me go to the Twitter now god there's so many okay uh, again I'm not gonna read all these sorry guys but uh, shout outs to, uh, to everyone if I skip you over you um, it's just because you have way too many picks and they're not all uh, not necessarily all unique so uh, Michael Perugini, thank you for coming in. I'm just going to read some random ones here. Gatto and Gina Mazzani. Gatto and Gina, Gina Mazzani is a uh, bantamweight, isn't she? No, she's been at 25 or the last couple of fights. She's 25 or, Okay, Michael Perugini, good pick there. I think Gatto would make very short work for her. But um, uh, He's one of many. He also suggested Torres and Nina Nunez, which, uh, yeah, I think I, I like that matchup a lot. I know they're friends, but so were uh, so were Amanda and uh, Raquel Pennington. They were also friends, and really, you know, they, they can be chummy and, and and still still fight. So I definitely see that as being a possibility. I think they'd like to avoid that, um, but I did see a lot of people suggest it. Uh, let me go we'll go to notes here. It's just probably easier. Uh, first timers at AO. It's Dad on Twitter. Uh, Aldo versus Font, incredible technical duel between two of the best boxers in MMA. Uh, Song versus O'Malley, he said, you know, Casey and O'Malley trained together, so it's and uh, so there's a little bit of a revenge factor there, and just an outstanding matchup on the feet, yes, of course. And uh, Torres versus Michelle Waterson, is this another of the? It's never happened before. No, they fought. Waterson beat her. They did fight. 
Oh no, she beat Watterson. She beat Watterson. She beat well, yeah. It was her last win before like she won on this this big losing streak. But yes, very long ago, December 2017. So uh, certainly doable. Again, a lot of these uh, veterans, strawweight veterans, are probably going to find themselves in rematch territory. Like uh, territory, we just saw it, of course, Tisha Torres and Angela Hill. Angela Hill the same way. Don't be surprised if she has one or two rematches in her near future. They're just kind of clustered together. It's it's a really it's a, it's a pretty strong division. Um, Miles Hutton, first timer, Gan and Kanu, Aldo versus uh, Fonts, and I wanted to read their message because they had a great use of Wilst. Uh, Aldo versus Font. Wilst, we wait for Sterling versus Jan to play a number one contender fight. Uh, he still has the skills, Aldo, to become champion, and he's proven that yet again. P.S. F. Dillashaw. So, <laughs> Miles Hutton, not a Dillashaw fan. Did not enjoy seeing him uh, come back, probably. And by the way, at number three in our global rankings, coming in hot, this despite uh, some of the panels still ranking Sanhagen above um, Dillashaw because the fight was very close. Torres versus the Hibas Janjiroba uh, winner. Uh, yeah, that's UFC 267, October 30th. Fisiv versus Hasbullah. Mike, I, I know I'm old. I didn't understand the ha- Did you see that? The Hasbullah call-out? Ah, I loved it. I didn't... Guys, I'll tell you, I missed the whole Hasbullah thing when it went viral. I don't... I I just didn't care for that... For it. Uh, I didn't understand what it was. I get it. This is that uh, young man who is does imp- impressions of fighters, right? And he's kind of a... He's a funny... He's a funny character. Yes, very funny. Okay, so I'm sorry. I missed that. So Miles says... Fazeev should fight him. Uh, uh, Fazeev called him out after his uh, his win against Bobby Green, which was uh, it was hard to hear over the, the crowd, the Houston crowd, and then uh, or maybe uh, the Fajeda Dawson winner. Uh, need to see him versus a true grappler before he enters uh, death row, <laughs> the death row of the 105 pound division. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Vincent Morales versus Sergey Morozov. Love that matchup. I think Morozov is I would like favor him heavily, but. Uh, after more uh, Morales's uh, performance, I think he deserves a, a solid fight. Uh, Penne versus Jinyu Fry. I, I wish this fight could just happen at 105. I w- they're both former Invicta Adamway champions. I'm sure both of them are are happy to not have to cut down to 105 anymore. But it just seems so silly to have this at 115. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't mind it. Um, Miles Hutton, cop versus his nutritionist. Well, let's not point fingers now. Let's we don't know who's to blame for this three friggin' three pound weight miss. Um, but I agree, cop does need to make weight. Uh, and Johns versus Kyung Ho Kang, and then uh, Miles says, "Can I just mention, I would love to see a body shots only fight between Jose Aldo and Aaron Pico, catch weight of 140, make it happen." Yes, this oh, is the cross promotional fight. We forget McKee and Holloway or McKee and Volkanovski, Aldo versus Pico in a fight circus esque body shots only uh, uh, fight would be amazing. Those rib roasters that Aldo has. As, I mean, they've always been a weapon, but now that he's like replaced his leg kicks with these rib roasting body shots, it's just nasty. Just a nasty, nasty man. Uh, Jake Selke, he reached out to us before. I don't know if he got his picks in late. Maybe I didn't mention him, but uh, again, I want another first timer. He loves the show, Mike, and he says, Your guys' commentary on the sport really helps educate listeners on the ins and outs. So thank you, Jake Selke. Uh, Moises versus Fazeev, he says, Just a great chance for Fazeev to get uh, someone in the top 15. Uh, Song versus Asensao or Jimmy Rivera. Salki, you've got some great picks here, my man. You don't need us. Uh, Miles Johns versus Khalid Taha. Uh, I think Johns is above him now. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Luke versus Usman after he smacks Colby. So there you go. And then uh, Aldo versus Sanhagen. Give Sanhagen the chance to fight Legend. Get back on the picture. As well as uh, give Aldo another chance. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand the call for that. Um, also, he says Marab if Marab beats uh, Marlon Moraes. So, man, Aldo really 
he's right back in there in the thick of things. I think in our global rankings, um, what is he? It was a pleasure, by the way, adjusting my own rankings and getting to really just bump Jose Aldo up there because I, I was pretty, <laughs> I had him pretty low. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was kind of, you know, I, I put a lot of weight in the losses. Um, I didn't like some people had him ranked above Marlon Moraes. I didn't because I thought whatever. I thought the result was fair. Now he is uh, sixth. Jose Aldo sixth going into uh, sorry in our global rankings might not actually move, but uh, in my rankings he did. Uh, okay, and uh, Timmy Osho, another new a newcomer who I definitely want to get to. Always uh, always asks me great questions, Timmy. I apologize, I don't always get to them. Um, he just says he hopes Carolina gets one more shot against a contender series fighter. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, and he says we never really got to see what she improved on, but uh, it is what it is. And he says please read that in his best Max Holloway voice. So just imagine that. What about Johnny, what about Carolina versus Cheyenne Bays? I'm at this point, yes, yes. No, uh, normally, I would say like, oh, Carolina is way too experienced for her, or way too uh, like higher up in the steam. But she can't be not after five straight losses. Yeah. Five straight losses, you are not above anybody in the rankings. Frankly, um, uh, you could easily be again dropped all the way to the bottom. So, uh, yeah, Mike, I like it. I like it. And if it happens, let's keep this in mind. I, I, if I don't write this down, <laughs> if I get to write this down. You, you remember that internally. That'll be uh, you a, know, a, you know, you yeah, know. I'll, I'll remember that. You're getting a point for that. You're getting a point for that if it happens. Uh, Munoz versus uh, Hanayaya. I get it. They're both grapplers. Um, Timmy says uh, he's not sure if Munoz on that level, but the grappling battle will be beautiful. It would be. I don't think he's anywhere near ready for uh, Hanayaya yet. But uh, an amazing grappler. So maybe if it was a grappling only fight, maybe he has a better chance than I thought. But I think I think uh, Hanayaya is like Damian Maya level of MMA. Uh, grappler. So, uh, Miles John, Said Nurmagomedov, uh, Jessica Penne, Kay Hansen, Fazeev versus Dober. That's again the, probably the most popular pick I, I saw for Fazeev. Song versus Barcelos. There you go. And uh, Hill versus Angela Hill versus Amanda Lemos. Oof. And no, uh, Torres. Boys. Torres versus Jen Jiroba. Like I said, Jen Jiroba has a fight. And then um, King Aldo versus Rom Font. Na- name recognition for Font. And I think Sanhagen will only fight the other top three in the division. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to skim over some of these. Uh, ben Davison. Chiesa versus Ponzinibbio. Another popular pick I saw, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense. I like that one. He, uh, ben Davison also wants to say, in case it wasn't obvious, Cyril Gaon versus literally any human on planet Earth. So while the rest of us are kind of hoping for Nganu or maybe a, a Steve Bay or John Jones sneak in there, he just wants to see Gaon fighting. And thank you. I appreciate him. I know he's again, he's not a swanging and banging heavyweight, all right? But he's. I love watching. I find his fighting mesmerizing. I'm sorry. I'm a boring person. Fine. I get it. I'm a boring person. I find it mesmerizing. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY wants that John versus Johns versus Yanez LFA rematch. Cop uh, versus David Dvorak. Yes, I like that. Um... Lewis versus Volkov 2. Lewis might be in rematch territory here. He might be in rematch territory at this point. And Gone versus uh, everyone in Houston. Yeah, hopefully Gone made it out of Houston alive because uh, I know uh, that crowd certainly was not happy with what they saw. Uh, Ryan Doherty, I just want to – I would have had this pick, which I think we haven't mentioned. Lewis also possibly versus uh, Rosenstreich whether he wins or loses against uh, Curtis Blades. I, I actually really, really like that matchup. We've probably talked about it on the show before. But I'm down for it. Braden O'Neill, Aldo versus Cruz, or Aldo versus Edgar Trilogy. Mm, no, I don't want to see Aldo Edgar again. Not great for the Aldo side. Edgar, I think, would jump at that chance. I think Edgar would yeah. love another crack at Aldo. Certainly, Aldo Camp less interested. Uh, Melissa Gatto versus Casey O'Neill. Sure, I like that prospect. Prospect. I'm never against it. Um, uh, and uh, Munoz versus Journey Newsom. It's just a name I had not. Uh, 
Newson? Newsom. Newson. It's this is uh, this is yeah. uh, Esther Split's fault because the first time Journey Newson on the UFC, she's like, I I see Journey Newson and I and I and I see Joanna Newsom, and I'm like, they're it's not the same person. Um, Barry O'Reilly wants to check the tapes. He says uh, he was one of many to call for RDA Makachev, and he says he called. He wants he wants extra credit for Vittori Costa. He says I called for this before the Izzy fight. I assume he means the Vittori. Uh, cost uh, is he second fight? I'm not sure. Either way, he wants extra credit, and I'm not going to give it to him. No, and you shouldn't. You can't just throw out a pick four years ago and and it comes up finally. No, he might have. I think it's more recent than that, but I I shouldn't have even mentioned it. I shouldn't have mentioned it. He's pushing Munoz versus Munoz, Johnny Munoz, Pedro Munoz, just for the hashtag hilarious. (laughs) But come on, that's like as like Johnny Munoz, like three fights away from that. Stop it. Uh, no, I will not. I'm not. No, I will not acknowledge Bear Riley. You, you rascal. Gatto versus Joshua Casey winner. Johns versus Umar Nomagomedov. So some sort of Nomagomedov could be in Johns' future. Uh, Penne versus Loma Lupu and me. Um, Khan versus John Jones. Okay. Uh, last one before I move on to Instagram. Uh, Liam Perry always coming up with some great picks. He says Song versus Edgar. That would hurt my heart. I mean, and I think Edgar would actually, in my mind, would be like a two to one favorite. I mean, if they made it, it'd be I'd I'd watch. I'd be very fascinated by that fight. Good, great opportunity for Song, and not one that would crush him if he lost. I don't but know if he's be... ready. For, I don't know if he's ready for that yet. I think Rivera is a little bit closer. Then again, maybe most people would pick Jimmy Rivera to beat Frankie Edgar at this point. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say after seeing Frank. That it's hard to shake that image of the Edgar standing in fight. Um, Penne versus Nina Nunez. So Nina Nunez in in, in play here somewhere, either for Jessica Penne or uh, for Ortiz Torres. John's. I just wanted to mention this because I didn't know this fight was happening. John's versus the Alejandro Perez, uh, Johnny Eduardo winner, October second. News to me. And uh, Gato versus Pollyanna Botelho. A good fight. I think they might be friends, uh, but not necessarily training partners. So I'm not saying that can't happen. I think they might be friends though. So not sure it would. Um, and shoutouts. I have to, Mike. I have to say their names. I can't help it. Brett Mobley, Marcus McGahey, uh, Chris at Dragonslayer Two, Hayes Bittard. Uh, Stephen Breiter, uh, UFC report, JC Rodriguez. Eve's a hardcore casual guy. I'm sorry, just, it's just not quite enough time this week. Mike's voice is ready to go at any moment. Uh, and he still has more shows to do this week, by the way. So <laughs> so uh, I apologize, guys, if I didn't get to your exact picks. Though I will say, Marcus, thank you for your title, as always. Uh, he called this the Gone in 851 seconds edition. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a stretch. His originally was gone with the wind, but he says he had done that already. So thank you, uh, Marcus. Marcus, thank you for not repeating yourself because I wouldn't have noticed. Um, so gone in 851 seconds. Rolls right off the tongue. I love it's it. Great, it's a great name for uh, this opposite of Otno. Thank you, uh, thank you, Marcus, for gracing us. Uh, and then let's end it with Instagram. And oh Boy, we've got some wild ones here, as usual. First of all, no, you know, I'll end with this. I'll end with this because it's a happy story. You know, we'll talk about sort of your Saturday. I love that. We'll, we'll circle back to your Saturday, Mike. Um, Eli. Oh, boy. I got to read this name. Eli. I'll just, I'll just go with Eli. Oh, Eli Hembruff. I'm sorry. It was, a, it was The name was merged together. Eli Hembruff. Uh, first timer, man. Thank you for chiming in. Aldo Domina Cruz. Luke Edwards, too. Uh, Song O'Malley. Torres Gadelia. Again, very sensible matchups. Faziv. So Faziv is Magulov. And he's also on the Menafield Sirkinov. Man, Menafield Sirkinov. You see, get on this train now. This is this is like apparently the, a shoo-in. Uh, Michael Conifrey, thank you for all of your uh, suggestions as always. Always coming in early. <laughs> Vicente versus Jorge is the only is all caps the only way to go. 
or he says to put it more rhythmic in more rhythmic terms and possibly hashtagable. Jorge is the only way. Jorge is the only way. Jorge, Mike, Mike, join in with Jorge is the only. But you don't agree though. Right? So. I, no, I, I, it's not that I don't agree. I, I feel like it's Mazda or Diaz. Like that's it. Like that's that's the best case scenario for for Luke Gary right now. So Jorge is one of the ways. One of the ways. Uh, yes, uh, Michael Conifer also wants to say, how dare, how dare Sidelgan not play into Lewis's game like that? What a coward! Uh, but on the real. Cedil, Cedil, bars, just bars, just made the division intriguing. Oh, more rhyming. On the real, Cedil just made this division intriguing for more years to come. Him, Francis, John Bones, Jones, Stipe, uh, all will be the four kings of our time. Mark my words. Uh, Lewis should fight Jairzinho if he beats Blades. And if Aspinall, Tom Aspinall, gets another dub, he would also be a good fight for Lewis. Ooh, that would be so. so you want to fast track Tom Aspinall up the rankings? There you go. There's your Tom. There, there's your there's your option. Tattoo uh, Vasa would be good too. Yes. Uh, uh, though we though we said uh, maybe him and oh well wait. Well, he's you. fighting Walt Harris, but he if he beats Walt Harris, Harris, yeah, that actually got booked. That's right. Um, and they had a lot of great picks here. I'm just gonna try and read ones we haven't seen. Oh, he's also mentioned uh, Vince Morales and Journey Newsom. So there you go. Two for that matchup. Uh, Menafield versus Maxim Grichin. Penne versus uh, Luana Pinheiro. Cop versus Amir Albazi. Is Amir Albazi? Yes, I think he still has promotion. Uh, Miles Johns versus Andre Yule. Uh, Munoz, Munoz versus Khalid Taha. So, MMA heads, you got a lot of great picks there. I'll, I'll keep track of those for sure. Don't worry about that. Your tape, the tapes will be checked. Matt Bradbury, again, another guy always coming in with a lot of fire. Uh, Cop versus Tyson Nam was one that really came up a lot. We've, we've suggested this before. I would love to see that fight. I still really, really, really want to see it. I think Tyson's dealing with some injuries right now, which is why I didn't oh. go with that. Okay. Uh, Karolina Kolvakiewicz versus Hannah, 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 Hannah Cypress in a true uh, Lose Reliefs Town match. Again, I don't, that would be a little macabre for me. Um, Fazee versus Dan Hooker. Oh my God, that'd be insane. Just insane. Song versus Stamen 2. Yeah, you know, they went to a draw the first time. Eh, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I feel like both guys can go in different directions. Uh, Aldo versus Cruz, Gone versus Ngannou. And, uh, and Luke versus Masvidal. So there you go. Uh, lot, a lot more Luke versus Masvidal than Luke versus Diaz, uh, from what I saw. All right. And I'll, uh, so my second last one, I'm going to with just, just Call Me Bob, who is our one of our mer- most verbose listeners. I'm sure you guys are used to hearing his name by now. Uh, I try to screen his comments before just to make sure he doesn't say anything too wild. But I'll give him I'll give him uh, a platform here. Luke gets Leon. Uh, UFC hates the, the UFC hates both of them. They don't hate Vicente Luke. <laughs> they might hate Leon Edwards. <laughs> Dana gets rid of a contender that he will have to put forth uh, more than the slightest effort to promote, and it's a win that he can spin as uh, less significant as less significant than it is to continue screwing over the winner. Ouch! All right, too, uh, just call me Bob. That's too real. Fazee versus Brad Riddell. Uh, not sure if UFC Legal will want to go with this because they'll have to deal with the legal ramifications of hundreds of thousands of faces being blown off by the action. But I think Legal can be convinced. And uh, he says, uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz says, I want to see KK get an effing hug. He says, yes, Mike Heck, he censored himself for you. Uh, like, I want her next fight to end in a double DQ by timidity because they just sit down and, and, and put their arms around each other and just chat. I want to, he's. I want to see uh, Carolina on an infomercial for pillows or snuggies, or promoting a puppy adopt a puppy adoption drive, or have her do a bully beatdown on Ellen DeGeneres. So there you go. There's your next big celebrity fight: uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus uh, versus Ellen. Um, but yes, I agree. I, it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of fans of Carolina Kovalkiewicz out there. It was really tough to see her 
um, lose a fifth straight fight, and uh, really in such a such a lopsided way too. Uh, and all the credit to Jessica Pene for for taking control of that fight and taking care of business. Mike, can we tell people about your Saturday? Um, and and uh, our list, I want to let people know if anyone you know, listened to a previous episode, we had a, a, a listener named Trip Harper chime in. Uh, with their picks and just saying what a fan they are of the show and then you issued a formal invitation to come to see the ammo with ammo mma ammo fight league yep <clears throat> ammo fight league show that you did in uh in uh, western mass uh, i was at the the world famous Big E, the eastern states exposition fairgrounds of course of course and uh i believe trip came with his son right trip did show yes. up with his son and he sent me these lovely pictures. I should uh, I should send them to you to tweet out, uh, or maybe I'll ask Trip if I can tweet them out, uh, of him and his son with uh, Glover Teixeira, and uh, oh Nick Newell. And uh, I'll read out his message. He just said, um, "I can't mess with." <laughs> he said, "Mike, he's not going to mess with you." He says, "I can't mess with Mike Alex. He came through big, totally geeking out. My son is in disbelief. All this because of comments on your podcast. You guys are the best." Uh, clapping emojis, multiple clapping emojis. So, well done, Mike, for hooking him up, and uh, I, I'm glad to see that it, that everything worked out. And you guys, you guys, we got you got to meet an actual on to the next one listener in real life. Yeah, came up, very nice guy. Son was was there, and they were both they both just sat back and enjoyed the show. I kept like, I mean, Trip probably saw it. I was like a madman in there, um, just trying to get everything in order, making sure like everybody was on the right page. When we're gonna start, are the fighters ready? DJ ready with the songs? Like, it was like DJing a wedding all over again. Like I am running all over that damn building, making sure everyone's ready to go. Is the commission set? Is the doctor here? The judges here? Like it was just chaos. And then there were grappling matches. Oh, is there a girl ready for the national anthem? Like it was like I wanted to sit there and like talk to Trip for like. 20 more minutes but i just couldn't like it was just it was it was nuts um but i'm glad trip had a great time he told me that he that he saw glover to right when he pulled in and glover mm-hmm. was was very nice and took a picture with him and nick newell as well nick newell uh called me his best he goes you and i are, are like best friends now mike because his well i put his you know i t- talked about these fights on the interview that'll drop on monday so that'll be kind of like post-dated but uh nick newell went 2-0 as a coach glover to went 3-0 as a coach last night it was crazy. Good well, times. Hey Nick, hey, Nick Newell, back off, buddy. I know. Uh, he's got a best. He's got a best friend. <laughs> and, you're and, and you're listening to him right now. So That's I, right. I, I, I like Nick Newell. I got a lot of respect for Nick Newell. One of the most inspiring fighters. I still, I still think one of the most infi- inspiring stories in sports that I've ever seen. But back off, all right? Mike Heck has a best friend. That's right. And go watch his new movie, Notorious Nick, on demand yes. right now. Sure. Um, and there you go. Yeah, it was a good time. Ammo Fight League. I mean, there's like 2,000 people there. It was so crazy. Happy. It was so, awesome. Hey, so if you want to meet me or my cat guys, reach out to us on social. No, please, please don't. There's, there's, please don't. Uh, let's respect uh, social distancing, and I'm sure we'll. When this is madness is all over, hopefully we can see all you guys out there in the wild someday. But please do continue sending in your picks. Alexander KK Lee on Instagram. Alexander K Lee, just one K on Twitter. Alex Lee at espionation.com. Mike. And Mike Heck underscore Jr. Twitter, Instagram M underscore Heck Jr. You guys know where to find us by now. It's insane. You guys just keep delivering. And uh, listen, there's no UFC card next weekend. But because we, we kind of cut it short this week, maybe we, AK and I will do something. Maybe we'll do like a, a quick Bellator thing. I mean, Bumasasi's fighting Salter. There's a really good Bantamweight fight between uh, Rafian Stotts and Magomed Magomedov. So we can, we can match with a couple of these. And, you know, maybe, maybe on top of that, you guys can just send in fun general matchmaking questions 
of like fights you want to see. Just, uh, just, just in general, just, just fights you want to see. Uh, me and AK will just run through them and buy or sell them. I don't know. We'll go for like we're not gonna do an hour and fifteen minutes. I can guarantee you that. But maybe we'll we'll hop on for like thirty minutes and do a little something something for everybody. I think that's fair, right? I I I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to to fill some time. All right. Well, I'm getting ready to hop in the car and drive yes. back home to the beautiful Berkshires. AK, thank you for uh, adjusting your schedule and doing this earlier thank than you, usual. Mike. I appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you for watching or not watching. God, I'm done. Thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> UFC 265 is in the books. No UFC next week. We'll have something for you uh, the following week. We'll figure that out. It'll drop on Sunday. Um, but always remember, folks, the golden rule of on to the next one. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We will find some way to have fun next week right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.